You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at Mulbach's Garden and Home in Woodenville. So this is our poinsettia tree, and people have been um, taking family photos in front of this tree for generations. So it is like a centerpiece of our holidays, and it's something that Egan and Lina introduced decades ago. That's Egan and Lina Mulbach, the founders of Mulbachs. They opened their production greenhouse facility in 1956 in Woodenville. At the time, it was just a rural, unincorporated part of King County. Over the next six decades, a city sprung up around the garden center, says Mulbach CEO Julie Cohia. It's not because we put a garden center in the middle of Woodenville. It's that a whole town grew up around us. And I think one of the biggest challenges now for independent garden centers is being able to stay close to that urban center. Traditionally, garden centers get pushed further and further out into the edges. Cohia says that for the last 15 years, Mulbax has been collaborating with a developer on a plan to completely reimagine how a garden center could exist in the middle of an urban development. It's called the Gardens District. The development across the street from Mulbach's current location would feature a new garden center as the crown jewel, with space for other retail, restaurants, and over a thousand new housing units. And Cohia says the project was moving along until earlier this month. She says that's when Green Partners, the developer, notified Mulbach's that they were terminating the garden center's future lease. The company's website characterized it as Green Partners forcing Mulbach's out. Green Partners is associated with Cascade Investment LLC, which manages investments for Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation. Now, this is a confusing and evolving situation because each side, Mulbachs and Green Partners and Cascade, have pointed fingers about who is to blame. But what is certain is if plans for the Gardens District have withered and died, the future of this iconic local business and downtown Woodenville are now in doubt. KUOW growth and development reporter Joshua McNichols went to Mulbach's to talk more with Cohia about what's going on. So recently you learned that Mulbach's is no longer part of this vision. How did you learn that and what did you think? We received a termination notification um, earlier this month. That's like a legal document or something? It, it was a legal document that terminated our um, future lease, which we had for the new location in the phase one development. And as you can imagine, we were astounded, we were heartbroken, and we're trying to really understand the why behind the what, because we would love to. I mean, this, this is something that we've worked on and we've worked on with our partner, Green Partners, for 15 years to create this vision. It's, an, it's a fantastic vision. This is the kind of vision that could be like a, a template or a role model or an example for other communities around the world of what it could be to have like an urban location that is connected and surrounded with green and with gardens and kind of what that does for community. Um, so we're just, we're shocked by the news and we're still trying to understand the why. So, you know, I know there's a lot of, you know, love for this place um, in this community and regionally, yeah. but you know, in, in the larger context here, why is it important for people outside this area who may not go to Mulbachs to care about this development and that it include Mulbachs? I think that you can't have a gardens district without Mulbachs or a garden, you know, a garden entity at the, at the heart and the core of that. What this development really envisioned was a way to bring people closer to nature and the really important critical role that outdoor spaces and gardens and green play in creating not just you know, environmental goodness, but also building community. 
Um, the Green Futures Lab at University of Washington did a visioning project with us 10 years ago, and it really, they study communities around the world that are the kind, the, those places that you just want to live. They're sustainable communities, but they're not just sustainable from an environmental perspective. They're economically sustainable, and they're also socially sustainable because they found that the relationship between people and outdoor spaces and connection with both the space and one another is really strong. And if you think about urban spaces that really um, resonate and really attract people and in, improve the value of all the land around them, they are rooted in that green, green, green spaces. You think about Central Park in New York, but then you also think about Bryant Park in New York, where it's both the green part, but then also the commercial incorporated into that space. It's a place that really draws people together. And yet there's also this opportunity to um, have green space and work, you know, really promote sustainability and really promote protecting the environment and celebrating the local species of plants that we have here. It, it's core to this vision. You know, you made a very public criticism of the developers for not including you any longer in this project. What kind of response have you gotten so far from the developers because of this effort? I have not heard directly from the developers at this time. I am really hopeful that this is an opportunity for us to come back together and talk through this and find a way to both move forward with the Gardens District and to remain at the heart of that project. I believe strongly in it. I mean, I've worked 15 years on this vision. Molbax is totally committed to the Gardens District and we are t we would very very much like to remain in that vision and if my public statement seemed critical I am sorry it was not intended to be critical I wanted to actually though get the message out that this is what's happening and we're not we need some help getting both parties back to the table no judgment for me either way on that. I'm just trying to, you know, articulate what it seems like your strategy is. It seems like there's, a, in some ways, you're kind of leveraging the local love of the community for this place to put some pressure on the developer to reconsider this, you know, this schism. I think actually, when you have a business like Molvax in a town like Woodenville, um, it's not just a, uh, a something between the developer and Molbax. There's also a big city and community component. And so I didn't think that we could go into this conversation without actually bringing the city and the community into that. Um, they're, 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 it, it's a three-legged stool. I mean, this is a really important, we're working in concert with our, our neighbors and our customers and our employees in the city. Looking at some of the materials you provided about the history of this development, it seems like, uh, you know, on the city council and in other places, um, approval of this project has been contingent in some ways or has been has been supported by people thinking that Molbex was going to be a part of it. it. It sounds like a lot of people were enthusiastic about this project because of the inclusion of Molbex. Is that kind of your understanding of this history? That is 100% accurate. And even when they, in June, when we um, co-presented at the city council and they approved the development agreement by a 5-2 vote, the development agreement in there has Molbex as an entity in the project and has us included as a public benefit. That's really rare for a, a, a commercial business to be included as a public benefit, but that's how strongly the community feels about Molbax and how committed we are to staying here. This was our vision of something that we could do for the community and to kind of maintain and 
extend the legacy of Egan and Lina's hard work. What's the next step? I'm hoping the next step is productive, fruitful conversations and a way to get this back on track. Green Partners has been a, a dream partner for the last 15 years. They have been, there's been nothing that would make me think they were anything but um, aligned with the vision, the values on board, you know, it, totally supportive of the environmental message and, and all of those pieces. So this is really, it's a puzzle to me why we're at this point, um, but I would very, very much like to build that bridge again and rekindle that relationship. That was KUOW's Joshua McNichols speaking with Mulback CEO Julie Cohia. In response to KUOW inquiries, Cascade Asset Management Company, representing the developer Green Partners, said in a statement that the company was surprised by Mulback's announcement. Quote, given that we have no plans to remove Mulback's garden and home from its current location. They added Mulback still has years remaining on its lease. And their statement painted Mulback's as the one that ended talks. Here's Soundside producer Alec Cowan reading a portion of that. While Cascade is no longer planning to develop the gardens district, we have been negotiating with Mr. Mulback toward the inclusion of his family's business as a key feature of a possible future gardens district. However, Mr. Mulback abended the discussions even in the face of Cascade's offer of concessions, including free rent. We expect that the gardens district will serve the needs of Woodenville, regardless of what Mulback decides is in its interest. So as you've heard, the situation in Woodenville is getting messier than a vegetable garden after a bunch of rabbits moved in. This morning, I called up Woodenville Mayor Mike Millman to get a better picture of where the situation currently stands. He said the new garden district is important for growing a walkable, tourist-friendly downtown. The development would cover more than 19 acres right in the city's core. And the mayor wants to keep Mulbacks as part of that core. The garden center is currently one of the main draws for visitors. But even the mayor doesn't have a clear picture of what's happened between Molbax and Cascade Asset Management Company. I'm not sure. We haven't been included in a lot of the discussions. Back in June, uh, we voted as a council to, it's not in an unprecedented move. We, this is the first time I'm aware of Woodenville has put a business name, an entity into a development agreement. And so when we approved this development agreement, we included the business mullbacks to be included. And that's how important it is to Woodenville. And uh, since then, I, I, as best I can tell, they've had discussions about how mullbacks would be incorporated into this project. Where that went sideways, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I, I'm just speculating that you know economic conditions have been playing a, a role. Um, so I, you know, I, I really want to work with both entities to figure out a compromise that Mobax can stay in this project and we can continue with what I, you know, I'm biased on this, but I think is the, the, the best mixed use development around. I'm, I'm really excited for what we've accomplished or what this could be and right in the heart of our downtown. It's, it's very exciting. We want to keep that on pace. So economic conditions um, have been an issue, of course, as you mentioned, for developers lately. The statement that Cascade Asset Management Company provided, which is associated with Green Partners, Cascade also manages the Gates Family Assets, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust, indicated that Cascade is no longer planning to develop the Gardens District, but had been in talks with Mulbacks about the future and another Gardens District development. 
Can you parse that for us? What are they referring to? Are they walking away from the project entirely? Or has this project just changed significantly? Well, in our development agreement, we have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we have MOBAX included in that agreement in the first phase. And uh, Cascade has basically said they won't be in the first phase. I think MOBAX desires to remain in that first phase. So a new deal has to be struck or revised to push this forward as best I can understand. So to be honest with you, this is so new. I, I don't know what Cascade is planning. Uh, I know that Mobax has uh, indicated that they're willing to talk about a different phase or maybe a different location for their store, which I think would be helpful. Um, I'm hoping Cascade has uh, some plans that might be altered so we can just do a revision and not start all over. This is the heart of our downtown. This is really important to the city of Woodenville and, and the outcry from residents, as you can imagine, uh, is huge because this is a big part of what Woodenville is and we want to keep mobacks here. Yeah. So what do you and the city manager and the council hope to do here in terms of encouraging negotiations and trying to save this deal or formulate a new deal that includes mobacks? Well, I think the first thing is that, you know, the, the parties need to start talking to each other and the PR war is probably not helpful in those conversations. So that probably needs to stop and they need to start talking to each other. We have a, we, the city has an interest in this. Uh, both entities have an interest in this. There's employees involved. Uh, there's an iconic business here. And, and Mobax, as you said earlier, draws people from, from all over the region. And we want to enhance that. That's that's our vision of downtown. We want to grow our downtown and and make it vibrant, walkable, as I said. And 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 doing that protects our neighborhoods uh, from the growth too. So, it's a it's an important piece of what we're trying to accomplish in Woodenville. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. There's a lot of unanswered questions. But the message I'm hearing from you is, hopefully, fewer public statements, open letters, press releases, and more just green partners and mullbacks speaking directly to each other. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I was a firefighter in Everett and I did a lot of contract negotiations for uh, Everett Fire Department. And, you know, when you get the emotions running high and finger pointing and, you know, public stuff going on, it's hard to make a deal. And so I think that that would be more productive if that stopped and, and they, started talking. Of course, we're coming up on, you know, deep in the heart in the holidays. So that might be a challenge. So last council meeting, we had a discussion. Um, and the, the majority of the council said, well, let's, let's give them some time to figure out a deal. And uh, so we're hoping that, you know, a little distance from this and some tempers calm down. We, we're hoping that they can talk to each other and we'll, we'll, we'll facilitate whatever we need to do to make that, those talks happen. And the uh, city is willing to be a part of that and help in whatever fashion that we can uh, to ensure that this project moves forward and Mobax is a part of it. Anything else you want to add for folks who are worried about this local institution, Mobax, um, and about the future of downtown Woodenville? Anything else to add for folks? Um, I, I understand the angst. I, I've lived in Woodenville since 92. Mobax is a big part of it. And like I said, people come here from you know, far and wide, it, it, it's a it's a part of what Woodenville is. We want to keep that here. Um, 
but the city is limited in what we can do uh, for private business. Um, we want to cooperate and do what we can, uh, but uh, Woodenville uh, is, is a booming place right now. We have a thriving wine tasting industry. Um, we want to be more than just wine. Mobax is a part of that. Um, but we our, our downtown uh, is, is growing. It's again, it's becoming more vibrant, walkable, ratting parks and trails and other businesses and more restaurants and more things to do. So we uh, are going to work really hard to keep Mobax here, but uh, we have to continue working with uh, Green Partners, Cascade, regardless of the outcome of this. Um, I, you know, personally, I will not be happy if Mobax isn't a part of that, but we still need to work with them. So we are going to get this figured out one way or another and move forward uh, for the, in the best interests of the city of Woodenville. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things going on and we want to keep that momentum going. Woodenville Mayor Mike Millman, thank you very much for being on KUOW today. Thank you so much for having me. So elected leaders in Woodenville are hoping to salvage the Gardens District development with Mulbax in the picture. The most important figure we haven't heard from, of course, in the story is the developer Green Partners and their parent LLC, Cascade Investment. They wouldn't do an interview with KUOW's Joshua McNichols. A Cascade spokesperson sent some information by email, but Joshua says there are still a lot of unanswered questions. What's unclear to me at this time is whether there are larger economic forces at play here. Is the economy playing a role in the delay of this project, or is it simply fallout from some kind of personal dispute? This is not the biggest story on my beat in the region, but it's one that's important to this community. From what residents tell me, Molbex, which has a large cafe among its plants, is a business that acts as a kind of third place in Woodenville, and it has a connection with the town's agricultural roots. And so some people there seemed excited about the growth that was coming because it seemed to be celebrating a business that lots of people there value. I can think of other neighborhoods where other businesses were preserved in this way. Think of Jackson's Catfish Corner in the Central District of Seattle or Spud Fish and Chips in the Green Lake neighborhood. Both these became part of new housing developments and that sort of saved them even as all this growth was happening. And Joshua adds that the most interesting part of the story for him isn't the drama of a crumbling development partnership, but what this situation says about a community dealing with growing pains. As I've been looking into it, I've been asking myself what the larger implications of this story are beyond Woodenville. And the interesting part to me is not the drama behind the surprise announcement. It's the story of a community that was trying to grow very quickly in a way that supports the people and the unique culture and the businesses from that community. The developer, Green Partners, owns a lot of land in downtown Woodenville, and so it'll play a big role in Woodenville's future. It's hard to know how the company will use that power until they're more transparent about their plans for this and other properties. I mean, a lot of people here thought they knew where this company was going, but this news kind of threw that all up in the air. Thanks for listening to Soundside. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.